welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we explore the human side of the superhuman feats of endurance swimmers and those who support them. I'm marathon swimmer and coach, Shannon Keegan. In today's episode, we caught up with Gia in quarantine in South Korea to see what kind of training she's up to. This is part two of a four-part series as we follow Gia on her journey to swim 20 bridges in Manhattan in August of this year. I hope you enjoy this episode. We get to talk to Gia today from... Well, you can tell us where you're at and all that stuff um, for part two of our journey to 20 bridges in August, right? Yep. Yep. So I'm in South Korea and I've gotten situated because I arrived last Wednesday via Germany, via like a 10 hour layover in Germany. Yeah. That thinking maybe I would be let out because the whole thing is I'm the only one in my family who's never set foot there. Uh, I ended up writing an article that's actually on Swimming World today about. Oh, wonderful! um, Yeah, it's about the Olympics bylaws um, that used to prevent Olympic athletes from endorsing non-official sponsors. So they changed that in 2019, and it was like a big deal for the athletes. So I kind of write it up, and I was surprised, but they splashed it up today. Um, Very cool! Congratulations. So, so that was like a, a good feeling. And um, yeah, so I, I actually have the light. I know this looks like a horror movie because it's all dark, but I wanted oh. to <laughs> some city lights, but you can't really tell before the tower. So it's basically like what the Empire State Building is in New York. The iconic lit up tower was um, right over my shoulder, but they apparently turn off the lights at midnight. Oh, <laughs> we, we missed you, but because it's one thirty in the morning there, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is one thirty in the morning. And I just thought, oh, man, you know, I saw it shut off. And I thought, no, <laughs> I want to show people what yeah. town in South Korea. So this is near um, Itaewon, but it's it's in a place called Yongsangu. And it it's actually where the U.S. Army base was and still is. So mm. it's been there for a while. I think there's still 28,000 troops in Korea from the US and um, I'm not sure that they're all around here, but this is sort of like the center. And cause it's so hilly, it's still old Korea. It feels, um, there are still small houses instead of huge apartment complexes. And hmm. just these, it's like, um, I described it as Venice up in the mountains. <laughs> like it's, it's this weird, cool place with lots of nooks and crannies. Not that I've been out very much, but they have- Right, a- yeah. So what's, uh, how long's your quarantine? What's it like? Uh, so it's a two-week quarantine and it's pretty strict. Um, I'm lucky because I went through all this preparation to make sure I could choose where I wanted to go and it has an open rooftop so Mm -hmm. I can go outside and finally over the weekend when I finally got a sense of what day it was and (laughs) slept after 40 hours because I'm not good at sleeping in transit. You know, and on the plane, I, I'm like, I'm going to get my money's worth. So I'll watch five movies. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, but I started doing stairs, something I never thought I'd do, but they have two stories of rather steep stairs with a great view. So I looked up on YouTube. You can learn everything. I- of course. 
And this gorgeous woman was just like, oh, do these things. And I, I said, okay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing stairs for your, for your cross training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, the, the thing with me, so I know that a lot of people, if they don't work out, they get, they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm in a cage. Let me out. Unfortunately, I get used to it and I continue <laughs> melting into the chair and I'm just fine. And so then I thought, oh my God, like it's also the all or nothing mentality feeling like, well, I'm just going to get through this and then I'm going to, um, I'm going to go swim every day in the ocean, which I will. But then I thought something is definitely better than nothing. Why yes. didn't I start first standing up and like going outside? Um, and I mean, I got incredibly out of shape, but thank you for the Pilates for mm. sports site. Cause I did um, log on to that and I got onto the 28 day trial. I did not upload a before photo. Maybe I'll do an after photo and then I'll do it. I don't know. Um, and then someone started messaging me named uh, Noeline O'Shea. Noel's she goes by. Yeah. 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 And then, so I thought, oh, this is how um, accountability works. Cause then I already felt attached. It's this nice <laughs> yeah. person, like an actual human being writing to me. And I thought, oh my gosh. So um, I've tried Pilates before in my life. And one of the things that really always gets to me is um, the roll up. Mm -hmm. It's this main move of this, yeah. this uh, workout that I cannot do it. And it's, you just lie down and you're supposed to curl up your back. Yeah, just like but, little bit, but, one vertebrae at a time. Yeah. See me, I have this flat, long back and I'm shaped like a squid. I have a long torso <laughs> with short legs and I cannot, even if I had to, my sister and I talk about this. We, we think of weird things like what if just like in the movies, we're dangling from a cliff and the only way we can <laughs> save our lives is to sit up, to just sit up. And we, we thought we can't do it. We can't do it. And that's how I feel when it gets oh. to that. So this time I just, I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'm just going to skip it. Oh my God. Like I'll just skip it. So it helped me to, I just did what I could mm -hmm. instead of just thinking, oh, I'm, I'm never going to do this. Or I may try to like work up to it, but it, was, it wasn't happening. So, um, and then I also did yoga. And so stairs, yoga, and I even did abs, which um, Michelle Walters, who's not here right now, she's a, an amazing DC swimmer, but at the start of quarantine, I think it's so such a swimmerly thing to do, but she said, hey, you want to join our ab group? We're not doing anything but abs, like, <laughs> everything else. It's just all of it right here. And so I said, okay. And it was pretty basic, but it's really like torturous. It's a couple of minutes of each thing but when you do something long enough you're just like yeah. oh my gosh it's a lot so I did all those things um yesterday and the day before I had done the Pilates and yoga and the stairs so now I have to keep it up um you know I somehow flipped myself around so that I was on the regular time here so essentially yesterday I think I slept like two hours it felt really like a nap but I still have energy and I think it's because I slept normal nights over the weekend but mm. the real challenge is to keep it up tomorrow or at the end of today for all of you like when to not make up excuses and be like oh no now I need to sleep because I'm not even going to sleep like <laughs> wait so when you know, are you, you're going to have to sleep at some point <laughs> what happens is I sleep when I get to this point where I've just been awake 
too long because what happens when the sun comes up instead of um I'm not so much somebody who's like oh when the sun naturally comes up I I wake up biologically or whatever but I can see things everything from like the soccer field where kids are having their end of the year photos to some hot guys on the roof with their shirts off to like people sweeping the streets and the trash people and I just want to watch Watch. Mm. yeah and I don't want to go to bed um so that's kind of an issue I've been having but it'll just take care of itself and um I'm trying not to worry about oh my gosh like whoa what is this going to do to my swimming because I just I feel training as far as I can tell (laughs) yeah have you heard of um vine torture I was looking that up but like where Mm -hmm. you for wine growers um, mm. they'll just purposely put the plants oh, stress the plants yeah. yeah stress them out and then we do that out here <laughs> we don't have water that's why greater <laughs> rain. but my idea is like um I realized consistency is important for swimmers right but for me actually I thrive off inconsistency oh you don't you I'm, I'm, con- I'm consistently inconsistent that's what oh. I've decided <laughs> But there are there are people that that definitely thrive off consistency but for me like uh-huh. I thrive off of this of changing my cycles on uh-huh. a regular basis but that's kind of just something I'm coming to realize about myself <laughs> you know what me too and this is um catalyzed that realization because um, mm-hmm. I usually get into a groove in the summers back when the New York City pools were open for lap swimming and so one would think that's when I'm at my best when I'm just doing the same thing every day like to some extent that's true, but overall, just mentally, um, the thought of just doing the same thing every day actually doesn't necessarily, you know, especially dry land workouts and Mm. training, that kind of stuff. And also sleeping, eating. I I can't take the idea of just eating the same things or not eating certain things Mm -hmm. or making sure I sleep nine hours a night, eight hours. I can't do that. Mm. And you know, that's why I think it's um, such an interesting counterpoint with Janine, because when I stayed with her in mm. South Carolina, uh-huh. I did more swimming than I had the whole year before. And it was so cool to just see how she does things. Yeah. Know, she, so she has variety built in too. But at, at the end, I realized how important sleep is to her, how she just is devoted to making sure she gets that sleep so I, yeah. I kind of screwed her up because she got six maybe six or seven hours instead of eight or nine <laughs> and I felt that I was just like oh my gosh this really you know is important it's the thing she's found well yeah for her I've heard that yeah and I, I've heard some varying people say that when you get older that like you need the recovery sleep um <laughs> But I get, for me, I get a backlog, like, uh, I don't know if it's because I had kids and stuff, but I'll get, if I sleep really well a couple nights in a row, I just, I like, I have to stay up <laughs> until like midnight because I just, I just, I get like a backlog of sleep. I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to, That's I don't know. It's, here. yeah, yeah. I just, I, I've, mm-hmm. I've never been able to sleep consistently for eight hours. I don't know. I still can't. Well, yeah. when I like my kids come in in the middle of the night, so I don't, there's no like, con- like solid night sleep for me ever. <laughs> But, um, but anyway, I don't, yeah, I think it's different strokes for different folks is my, is my, my, my whole thing with with all of us. Backlog of sleep is exactly, yeah, how it feels. Well, tell us, tell us a little bit about the, well, okay, first of all, how far into your quarantine are you? Okay, so I am, I think five days into it, because June 2nd is when I pop out. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, and you've, and you've started the dry land in the last two days. <laughs> so after day three? Best. It took me three days to, cause well, you I to catch up on your sleep. Yeah. I think, you know, going into overnight work, I was almost a little cavalier about it. Cause it wasn't easy. You know, I didn't think it would be so easy, but it was a little harder than I expected. Cause sometimes I was just like, and I could actually feel my brain grinding to a halt it was scary you know I I just was like oh my gosh and um but then I and also I didn't figure out coffee here for a while because oh no (laughs) I think they have a lot of cafes and stuff but my mother actually bought me these bags and I didn't realize you had to open them so I was just dunking them and I'd leave them (laughs) for a while and then reboil the water and it was still watery and then (laughs) the owner told me oh in Korea that's how we like our coffee we call it an Americano (laughs) Oh God, an Americano is like a, a just a splash of water on top of espresso, not water on top of watery coffee. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just thought, oh, what am I going to do? And then today I figured it out. So maybe that made some difference. But like I said, I was halfway through and then I got a tall German beer. From the- <laughs> where did it go? Here it is. <laughs> from the owner, you said? So where's the, what's yeah. the place you're staying at? Is it- um, I'm staying at a place called a Photo Park Guest House. And this place is interesting because um, the owner used to be a KBS photographer, which would be like CBS or NBC. And um, so he was just showing me photos of all these Korean celebrities. He's um, and I thought, wow, they really are good looking because it was just <laughs> kind of like, just casual photos, not planned out. And um, mm. it was kind of shocking. But he did that, and then he semi-retired and decided he wanted to do this and this is like a big towering house and he has a lot of long-term people staying but I haven't seen many of them and um, it's just uh, interesting the lifestyle he's chosen because it's definitely it's got to be a lot of work to maintain Hmm. a house like Hmm. this and deal with guests and um, he goes out of his way to help people get oriented so um, do you have to you said you can go up to the rooftop but you can't leave your building um, I, I pretty much can't. I okay. admit I've been out down out the gate just because they have like a community recycling station. Oh, so I've gone to put in my water bottles because mm. the water here, here is all pretty much non potable. Oh, wow. Um, so I don't know if it would be different if there were a Brita or boiling, mm. but I decided mm-hmm. not to take the risk. But right. it's killing me all the plastic and the packaging. I don't know if the states are much better, but it's just with water just constant bottles of water it, yeah it that's a lot. yeah but. do you get like food delivered to your room or how does that how does like eating go <laughs> well so um mommy left me with some some foods but she also has a working korean phone so if i want if i run out of food i'll just text her and then she'll call she'll call a local business to bring food and here they'll deliver anything anywhere wow it's crazy they'll just go up these weird roads and go right on the sidewalk and just do whatever it takes and um there's no tipping tipping's almost to the point of not allowed right Um, yeah like i've heard of that in other countries like it kind of yeah But I admit, um, we forced some tips on people. Like um, the one time I was allowed out was to go get my COVID test. And that was a crazy scene. But it's a funny loophole because they say, oh, you can take a taxi or you can walk. I was like, obviously, I'm going to walk and take a really long walk and just go all around 
on my way to this place and back because it's my only time. But that time we we did stop in at a, a restaurant and then mm. I got, um, you know, nobody else was there and we're both vaccinated. But I think that might have been a bit of like a clipping of the, of the rules. But there we gave it. Um, and then uh, so... I want to hear a little bit about your, well, I guess, are you going to have to keep doing the overnight working like the whole time you're there? Not the whole time. Cause okay. I actually had, um, let's see, like 35 days of vacation saved up okay. basically seven weeks of vacation. So I'm spacing it out. And frankly, some of it I'm taking after I get back from Korea because it's mm. right before the Manhattan swim. Yeah. So, um, not the whole time. I will be toggling though. Um, and coordinating with my direct manager who happens to be from Senegal. So she's mm. also going to do something similar. Mm. And I don't think the time difference for her is so drastic, but she'll be, you know, doing, doing that. So we had to alternate. So we're not both out at the same time, really. Right. Um, so that's the thing. Oh, I just wanted to shout out to, I saw that um, Ken Immer is here and Ken is amazing. He <laughs> kayaked me around um, the swim around Charleston, which oh, is one awesome. of the gnarlier <laughs> swims I've ever done. <laughs> it was so windy that day. Um, Ed did that swim too. I mean, it was, for me, that was um, a tough swim. And the reason why I didn't get cut off with the time limit was because it was so windy that the race director said, we'll kind of make it open-ended. And I think I was the last one that they let to finish second to last person actually. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, I can. <laughs> and had to deal with, Oh, so last time I said how I didn't um, mention the biggest weakness, one of the biggest weaknesses of all that I have, and that's zigzagging. And oh, I don't want yeah, to yeah. turn on the spot, but maybe he can. <laughs> 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 he could have gotten better, but honestly, like, <laughs> um, he was so patient when we started out. This whole, so I don't know if you guys know the course at all, but there's just a point at which, at the safety briefing, they said make sure you swim at an angle to the current because the current's sweeping you down, and if you just go try to don't angle up a bit you're just going to get swept out and then you'll never recover. Like you'll never get back. That's it. And that was just. We're so scared of being swept away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being swept away. No, just follow me. (laughs) And I remember he said, we have to talk. He said, what's going on? You know, like you, at this point, you're actually swimming up, almost going against the current and swimming upstream at this point. And I just said, I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like I feel the water. I feel like it's doing this. And he's like, just follow me, you know? And I said, okay, okay, I'll try. And then um, I was thinking, man, I need therapy. I need to work on trust issues. I need, you know, and then I kept on doing it though. And I really didn't mean to, but at one point I did look up and I was parallel with the bridge, which meant I was still going at a 90 degree angle to the current, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's counterproductive and absolutely ridiculous. And, and so then I, I think I, I think I got better, but I don't know. And then Lynn Goldsmith couldn't make it today, but she, one of the first things she said when I got out was, oh man, you were all over the place. You must've swum 15 miles, <laughs> but a 
it's actually not funny because when it comes to efficiency, but also just um, safety mm -hmm. out there, um, it is something that <clears throat> I need to think about. Yeah. And actually, I think over the years, I have given it a lot of thought. And I think I know what it is just based on, you know, studying different, it's my stroke. And so the thing about Pilates, this Pilates program that's really great is that it's just drilling these basic things, you know, like the powerhouse, mm -hmm. shoulders down, mm -hmm. belly in, mm -hmm. butt squeeze your butt. But yep. it's also talking about evenness. Evenness mm -hmm. is something I'm absolutely obsessed with to the point yeah. I try to use my left hand more just because it philosophically started bothering me as I got mm -hmm. older like how could you're just using one side but right. um, also my left arm is kind of like weird it's it's crunchy and I'm fearful I don't extend the same way on my right. left side that I do with my right yeah. and I'm pretty sure that's why I do pull right then I overcorrect. Oh, so it's yeah. just like sailing where you don't need to like turn the whole rudder and I do that right like I'll see myself drifting then I'll be like Ugh, like right and I have to be a little more um understand body awareness of yes that's what I really like how the Pilates brings that awareness just to little parts of your body and you and we need that balance you know for for swimming you know, I, if maybe if you're a basketball player, you know, and you always throw like, that's, that's one thing. And they got to deal with that. But as swimmers, you're, you know, you're, you, you know, you're bilaterally moving your body through the water. So I think that balance is, is critical. But what have you uncovered with this, your trust issues with kayakers? And how are you going to continue to work on that? How will that be for Manhattan? What will that be like? You know, I, I'm not sure. And who isn't here today is Terry O'Malley, who is actually going to be my kayaker. Originally, um, it was going to be Richard Clifford, but he's doing, um, he has some engagements right before that. And so we both decided, you know, and um, Terry's like an amazingly experienced kayaker, especially with this course. And he actually got Lynn Goldsmith around along with countless other people from around the world. So I'm really, you know, grateful and honored, just as I am grateful and honored that Ed would be my one crew member for like 10 hours. <laughs> but um, I think... He, he said, just maintain the same distance between yourself and the kayak. And, mm -hmm. and that works if um, it does take trust, right? Because I can't get these other ideas. On land, I can say, of course, of course, I'll trust the kayaker. They're the one who's above water and can see. Mm -hmm. But once I'm in there, it's just how like, if you've ever tried surfing, for instance, you go in there and a one inch wave feels like the end of the world. It just seems so good. And that's how it feels in the water. Like, I just feel like um, differently mm -hmm. once I get in there. And I know that. So I think I will just really concentrate on. Um, and honestly, I'm lucky if I, I don't want to cause this situation. I've been an observer many times, as I said, and I've seen swimmers veer off and kayakers have different levels of how much they want to like manage that, mm -hmm. frankly, for yeah. them hours folded into like <clears throat> something I can't even comprehend why do right. kayakers do this so right. I kind of maybe again um Ken can talk about it but I don't want to be that person who is like just going all over the place and um first of all first and foremost it is it causes safety issues but um the second reason really is like gotta give them a break you know they're coming along on this journey and um, I've seen someone throw up their hands and be like, you know, it's not my 
uh, responsibility. How much more can I do? Right. Mm. Cause they're on the best course and right. they can constantly be screaming themselves hoarse, getting the person back. Right. They just can't. So um, I'm going to try to like do what he said and just try to keep an even distance away, no matter what happens. Right. Uh, instead of thinking, oh, he must be turning or he must be. So I'm going to like, I get these weird ideas in my head, I think. I think we all do as swimmers. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, did you want to add something to this from your experience? <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, you know, the idea of, and because it was a windy day too, my experience with the wind was very different from your experience in the water, right? You know, and there was a lot of current. So the, the kayaker has a completely different experience. So we're not even really speaking that same language, mm. you know, like you got to come this, you know, and what is this way? You know, it, it, it depends. So it's, it is, a, it is a challenging thing. And at the end of the day, it really just does come down to the trust of like, I've got to swim to the kayak. It's not near me. Mm-hmm. And as a kayaker, you, you have to know your course a bit and know like, okay, I could go get her and bring her back. Or if I go get her, that's really going to make it worse. Right. Right. Yeah. Because if I cut out, get, I, I, you don't just get right back over, right. you know? No, so there is, there is a lot of skill in, in being able to be a really good kayaker. And plus, you know, you don't get to paddle that much. So you're really having a hard time making your own way because of the speed and everything. Mm-hmm. So knowing your knowing that your kayaker knows what they're doing is, is obviously the, the best thing. And it's very dependent on the course. If it's a very easy river, that's just going, then that's not so hard. But uh, right. for something like the Charleston Harbor, which was a very uh, kind of a scary place, quite frankly, um, you know, there just needs to be more of that. So, you know, you just getting to know people and trusting them and, and trying to enjoy the experience as much as possible too. just always remembering it's just swimming. Yes. We're just here for, we're here for fun. We're here for yeah. fun. Right. But I think you guys bring up a good point of the, the touch point, the communication, the importance of it at the beginning of a swim, when you meet your kayaker or your crew, whatever, and they're going to be on the water is, is having that conversation of, you know, am I beside you <laughs> or, you know, like who's whatever to like, it, it, it should be the same that the kayaker sets the course and the swimmer sets the pace. Um, at least that's what I've done with my kayakers in the past, but, but understanding like, is there a sign for like, Hey, I'm going to go over here and pee. Uh, so you keep going or, you know, but you like having that conversation before you hit the water is super important as well as communicating all along the way. Every time you stop for a feed, like, is this working? Should we adjust? You know, you're coming off course, you know, you're going off course. Like having that open dialogue is is critical to marathon swimming. Yeah, it is important. And then that has to be balanced with, there's this terror, especially for a slower swimmer of stopping for too long. Mm. Plus I'm a slow eater, which is why I'm going to drink most of my foods. Mm -hmm. I'm going to drink like strawberry insure and tailwind and have goose. Goo will probably be the most solid thing that I have because otherwise it'll just take me time. Mm -hmm. And, um, one of the first things I, I did actually learn was to sort of just swim too. Yeah. There's an yes. element of that, but I think that does need to be balanced with some communication because, you know, the first couple of times I had a kayak escort, I kept popping up and asking stuff, you know, yeah. being like, definitely not how far away am I, but am I like just asking crap that doesn't 
just holds everybody <laughs> right yeah or if they would be talking to another kayaker I would pop my head out and be like what what and then I learned it had nothing to do with me and I should just keep swimming and so I probably wasted a lot of time that way and then so again it's just like with the overcompensation then I went to like nothing and then <laughs> yeah it's um, finding that yeah it, figuring it out um, it takes it takes a little settling in I think yeah for people coming from a pool especially and 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 when you have a kayaker that you're not familiar with or I don't know yeah Yeah, I think but it's yeah it's just an important it's an important discussion piece I'm glad we're talking about it just because it it, it's uh oft overlooked I think (laughs) it should be brought up more you know like we get the experiences of the swimmer I'd like to talk to more kayakers I need contact information and stuff so I'm going to reach out to you Gia, so you can give me some contact oh, information because sure. I'd like yeah. to talk to more kayakers or Ken. You can send me a direct message, me your email, I'll contact you. <laughs> Get some more marathons from story stories from the kayaker perspective. Um, tell us about so you you mentioned after the last time we chatted that you were actually doing some hiking and stuff going in, and then all of a sudden you went to South Carolina and did a bunch of swimming. So tell us a little yeah. bit about that, and then we'll talk about your plans going forward when you come out of quarantine and mm-hmm. uh and then we'll get to talk to you again when you're mid swimming, getting ready to so at some point before you come back for your swim. The swimming was amazing because I sort of got the trickle down effects of Janine's uh, plan. Training. It was mm-hmm. so funny because at one point she said, huh, I just realized my swim's just a few weeks off from yours. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> then I said, but you are training for, you know. A mammoth, not that 20 bridges isn't, by the way. Right. So again, talking about this skewed perspective, all of these world-class swimmers are like, oh, that one's, I, I've even heard it said like, that's the easy one. Or they mm. don't mean it's just like, just a warm up, but you know, the way they talk about it. And I'm like, no, this is going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a huge swim for me. It will be a big deal. And um, so when I was with, Janine, I got to sort of, I went along with her to all these swimming spots. And one of them is this place called Trophy Lake. It's this Mm. uh, artificially constructed ski slalom, water ski slalom course. But, and it's, it also has on land, they have like a disc golf course. It's this weird marriage of strange activities. And And, um, so one loop around and it's, amazing from far away it looks kind of like the golf pond where you would never think of going but um then when you get closer you see it's just crystal clear and it's sort of a long natural lane or a loop Hmm. and so one loop was basically um what uh, a thousand yeah a thousand meters and so I think I, I did five And then I, and that was coming from almost nothing, but I won't say nothing because either before or after that I had swum, maybe Jennifer knows, um, at at Brighton beach. So once the water hit 49, I stayed in for like a while for 45 minutes. And then I just rallied for an hour. So I thought, Oh, you know, I got some swimming in some actual swimming, Mm -hmm. um, before that. So it wasn't from nothing, but I mean, 5K basically was a lot. So for some reason on the fourth loop, I just felt like, oh, like this is too much. This geez, just go for five. And so I did. And um, at that point, Janine and 
was kind of finishing her workout, but she had one more loop to go. And then I sort of half-assed the last loop. I, I didn't really do a loop. I just kind of floated and um, <laughs> loosened up. So that was the big one. And then I never really do, I, I dislike these sets, but mm. then I did one with her. So um, I did descending, you know, what they call red mist. Mm. But, I, but I started with like a two minute, 1500 yard. I mean, I, I was very gentle to myself and I realized it was more than the actual swimming. Cause I always came in way under it was just the mental, the thought of, cause I didn't swim competitively. So I oh, do not, right, right. Yeah. I don't get off on, you know, racing the clock or right. Other, right. not if your motivation. Me, right. Yeah. It does the opposite. But then mm. I thought, wow, that made it go really fast and it did work me out in a different way. So it's all about, you know, opening the mind. Mm-hmm. Remember the very the first interview that I did with you, I said that like, I, I just, it took me so long to get to the point of, I am an athlete, or at least I'm undertaking athletic endeavors. Mm-hmm. So I need to kind of act like it, you know, mm-hmm. and that sort of opened up my mind. So I got a great long course outside and then mm-hmm. actual pool timed stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was really a good trip. Yeah. That's great. How did it feel to push to like, I mean, from basically nothing <laughs> to, to a 5k and a, like you said, after about four, three and a half, 4k, you were kind of beat, mm-hmm. but you just kept pushing yourself. So uh, it did feel a lot like hiking. Like um, mm. Janine also said aquatic hiking. And that's what we talk about where it's not the same as, oh, it's just like a bicycle, but um, the something about all the other seasons of training you feel some of that helping you out because mm-hmm. I wasn't like crunched over and bent over the next day. And I also knew not to just go out all crazy and just act- okay. <laughs> yeah. But I was really happy at how I felt the next mm-hmm. day. I had the pleasant total body soreness, not the, Oh my gosh, I tweaked something or I'm really screwed. So I felt pretty good. Um, but it doesn't mean you know, I have a, a long way to go, but at this point, what can I do? But it comes down to two months and that's, that's what I can do. So I'm going to be in the water as much as possible. And that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us when you, when you yeah. first day out of quarantine, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to actually head down to the South and I hope okay. to, you know, get in the water. If not that day, the next day, go out to the beach and just uh, go early in the morning because mm-hmm. one thing about so the second beach I'm staying at at least I know that they patrol the beaches because they don't want people going beyond the lines the lines I don't care as much about that might be good if I end up having to swim alone you know it might be a great idea to just have a line there just for reference even if it's a beach so I could just swim parallel to the beach but um what do you they, mean line is there like like a like a buoy line or off yeah like a buoy line out okay. there but um during like a swim area like a designated yeah. swim area okay they don't want people i guess they'll let people swim till 9 p.m and they even have lifeguards there but hmm. after that they don't allow it so it's kind of like at what point does night turn into day and i just want to go when no one is gonna give me crap about swimming but they're afraid of bad things happening of people just getting carried out and so I'm trying to really as I said connect with these swimming groups but yeah. so far that one woman's replied to me so that's solid and I know she knows a lot of other people but 
for some reason, others haven't written back. And I don't know if it's because they don't get their Instagram messages or they're like, mm. who the F is this? I have no idea. But I think it'll be different in person if I just show up at dawn, kind of mm. like at it, Brighton Beach, Coney Island. And I don't know how it is in Oregon, but if you just go to a certain swimming spot, there will be people there. There will be people, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'll be sad if they're all kind of like snobby and don't want anything to do with me but who knows right and honestly I don't I don't care it would be a lot better if I did make friends but um I think that I don't know usually I feel like swimmers kind of connect and maybe they don't check their Instagram but hopefully you'll arrive at a beach and find some other swimmers they just might not be wanting to go as long as you (laughs) Instagram's crazy though because when I I followed the Korean hashtag open water swimming and Mm -hmm. then there are people swimming all over the place That's and great. a lot of them have wetsuits, but one guy was very, I, I wrote to him just the other day. So we'll see, but he's very like, no, no suit. Like he's the lone person just mm. not bragging, but just putting it out there and being like, Hey, I'm not wearing a suit. And I thought, Oh, great. Cause even now the swimming is viable. I think the water is probably in the fifties. It's not like, mm. you know, it's not going to be in the thirties. And um, people could swim without wetsuits right now. So mm-hmm. it's cool to see someone doing that like the other day. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I bet you'll find people. That's Very exciting. Really <laughs> yeah. And then do you have kind of a outline of like the kind of what you want to do for the time that you're there? I mean, it's like distance wise or duration wise or, oh. do you, or a certain number of days a week, or are you just gonna see what happens? <laughs> well, um, kind of both, but, but. I could use the pool, um, this New York City lap swim thing as a model. Mm. So I think I could do, um, make sure to do at least three hours a day. And I think that will be good. So if I do one and a half in the morning uh, before or after work or just in the at dawn and then swim maybe easier, something more relaxed at night, then mm-hmm. that would be good. And there are also a lot of like on the days that it rains. So there's also typhoon season here that keeps mm-hmm. it at the end of July and in early August, but wow. there are 50 meter pools all over Korea, oh, unlike wow. New York city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they cost like $3. So wow. that's, I'll definitely do that. I'll get on a bus and go to a pool and do my laps in chlorine. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. And maybe I'll have a day, maybe Sunday I'll take a break or something uh, mm-hmm. like I do, but I won't be doing it. It'll be every day. It won't be like. Definitely. What would, what would stop you? What would stop me? I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Okay. So maybe side trips uh, to see. So other stuff that's going on, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to research my dad's biography. So I will make a side trip with my mother to, um, this area called Gwangju where I'm just looking for one of my dad's best friend, one of his only contemporaries of life. Mm. And it's just this big mystery because he was like a cartoonist for a newspaper or oh. is or was, and the staff knows it. So it's stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. You know, if I have to take a long day trip, cause Korea is pretty small. You can still get to places in a couple of hours, but if it's just the whole day, But even so, if I come back, I should still be able to, unless I'm in a place with no ocean or no pool that's open at those hours. um, Like say I take a day trip, I should be able to come back and swim at sunset or 
Or you keep yourself accountable. Yeah. How will you keep yourself accountable to that? that? I have a spreadsheet that just has what I have to do each day. Okay. I have work, but it's true. It's it's a concern. And it's funny because like with work, it's amazing. Like I have to do it. I have to. And Mm -hmm. I will at all Mm -hmm. costs. But then um, with swimming or physical things, like I said, if I'm if I don't get into a certain zone, my natural inclination is just to turn into a pile of crap and (laughs) it's terrible. And it I don't know. But then when I build up, then I get into it. But yeah, I don't have that natural thing where I, I need to work out. Definitely. I'm similar. <laughs> and I can, yeah, I always have work to do. I can always justify working versus going to swim. So I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> I'm curious if Ed has anything he wants to say. I, yeah, I anybody have questions? Question, Now's a good time. But since you're on here, like anything about your concerns? <laughs> your- You're on mute. My off mute? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. No, no concerns, Julia. You know, your your thoughts about the kayaker was great. Uh, that's something really important in the Hudson River because they're going to have to crab all the way down. It always looks like you're swimming to New Jersey because the current and the, and the wind and everything, it blows you sideways. So by staying next to and believing in your kayaker, and I always have a problem with that, just ask Agnes, she'll tell you. <laughs> You know, one time in, in Zurich, I was like 200 yards away from her and she just sat there and was like, come on back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so believe in your kayaker is really important. Um, the East River is not usually a problem. The whole race is in the Harlem River. Um, it's just going to be dead water in August and you just have to swim it. You know, there's no getting around it. You just have to, you know, put your head down and swim. Um, once you hit the Hudson, you'll feel like a million bucks. The water will be cleaner, fresher. You know, the wind picks up at around three o'clock in the afternoon. You'll have a nice tailwind. It'll be rough, but you'll be moving at like five miles an hour when you, when you get halfway down the Hudson. So, you know, it's a race that takes a lot out of you and then gives you something back at the end. If <laughs> you make it sound really fun, Ed. <laughs> amazingly fun to swim. I would love to do it sometime. It's our favorite water to swim in. The Hudson just without a doubt. She has a mind of her own. Uh, you know, she gives and takes. Um, you know, I've seen days where she has not embraced anybody. <laughs> and everybody has a really difficult time. And then there are days when, you know, you just get this at the end, uh, a beautiful push by the river to get you back home. Um, I look forward to it. You know, it's not going to be 10 hours, Gia. He'll <laughs> do well. Yeah, Take really care, good. everybody. It was nice to be on this. Nice. Thanks, Thanks Ed. Ed. Bye. Bye. Any other questions or anything for Gia while we have her? Or comments? <laughs> or suggestions or anything? <laughs> that was really chatty. It's good. Good. One thirty in the morning. Oh, chat. Well, I will say this. I know that she's training hard because I tried to say hi to her in the pool and she ignored me and wouldn't say hi when she was that here. Was, <laughs> that was, oh, yeah, I should mention when I was in South Carolina, we went to a place that 
Janine called the dungeon. So I was, <laughs> Is that what she calls it? Well, okay. Compared to all her other heavenly human spots. So I was just thinking, okay, preparing myself for just a really, just something, right? And I got there and it was a big open air pool with a nice pavilion vaulted over it. Wow. And I just, and nobody's there, of course. It was wonderful. So I just started swimming and then Janine was socializing and Janine's a social person, much like I am. So I just thought, well, it's somebody she knows. And I had no idea. So I just kept, I was timing my mile. Yeah. That's what I did. Forgot to say, which is funny. Like if I look at all my swims, my mile is like 36, 37 minutes in any condition. Uh, that's not like a huge push. That isn't the spite and dive will swim with the river, just like the whole river behind me. It's, it's really like that. And I was surprised that I came out at like 36 minutes. So I thought, man, and I wasn't pushing to the point where I, so I know I can get faster if I really train, but my kind of like default speed was still there for me. And right. actually that made me feel good. Someone else might good just confidence. be like, man, that sucks. Like you should trim some of that off. But for me, I thought, look, I haven't been. It's your baseline. Yeah, yeah it's good. the baseline. And thank God it wasn't like 45 minutes because I know <laughs> earlier in the year, um, it was kind of like that. Because um, I did swim a couple of times in when I was staying with my mother, because there was a YMCA in my hometown and we could reserve our own lane. So I would mm -hmm. have 50 minutes and I, I felt like I could barely, you know, get a mile done. And it was mm -hmm. really kind of messing with my, I thought, oh my gosh. But then in the 50 meter, I, I was able to do that. So sorry, but Ken. And I was so upset when I got out. And it's okay. Was, I'm just, I'm just I giving you, but you were, you were, you were busy. You were, you were getting your thing on. So that's good. That's what <laughs> you gotta no do. I had no idea it was you. <laughs> <laughs> She's training more than she's letting on. <laughs> we want to see your spreadsheet at the end. I want to see you documented. <laughs> yeah, you'll see a whole bunch of other stuff on that spreadsheet too. <laughs> all, all the other stuff happening, but yeah. Yeah, well, good luck, Gia. I know you're, uh, yeah. you're going to make it. It'll be great. <laughs> awesome. All right, you all. Thank you so much for coming today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have you heard of the Intrepid Water Accountability Group? We'll support and encourage each other on a private chat platform, pursue monthly challenges both in the water and on land, and meet virtually once a month to dive deep on a topic. If you'd like to join a group of like-minded limit pushers from around the globe, join the Intrepid Water Accountability Group. Find out more at intrepidwater.com.